a special message from Pandemonium Studios. Things are a little crazy in the world right now, and we feel it would be a bit irresponsible of us if we didn't take a minute to mention something very, very important. This episode of Drunken Sorcery was recorded prior to the COVID-19 pandemic hitting the U.S., and the very real need for social distancing. Please, stay at home, practice self-immolation, or isolation, whatever, and help prevent the spread of this dangerous virus. You could be carrying it right now without any symptoms and still spread it. So if not for you, then do it for all the alcohol that you've yet to drink. Without you, who will be there to drink it? So please, think of the alcohol. Thank you. Penis, 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 penis. Nope. Parental advisory. Yeah, but you're not going to be sitting that close every time. Fucking Eat two dish. minutes into it, you're going to be leaning back, fucking like, uh. Like my nuts. <laughs> like a mushroom. Long dip. That's what you do. Just a little bit. Giggity, 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 dip. No diggity. <laughs> No diggity. <laughs> I put that song on this one's playlist. Nice. Yeah. I've been seriously doing a lot of listening to um uh body oh, count lately. I got a song on this month's playlist that I gotta show you. Yeah? Good song. Great rap. But the video is incredible. Okay. Um I can't remember the name of the artist. It's it's like <laughs> it's like Shadow something or other. It's like Shadow. I want to say it's like Shadow eighteen or some number like that. Okay. Like I can't. I, I, I've never heard of them before. I'm not saying they're not good or anything like that. I just I've never heard of them before. Yeah. But the the rap reminds me of old school gangster rap. Okay. Of, Fuck you. Fuck your bullshit. Fuck all of the, you know, get real with shit. Like, you know, like old school. Be real or go home. Right. Okay. But the video is the two different people doing the rap. Mm -hmm. Their words coming out of what looks like a... Uh, political meeting like a congressional style-esque 
discussion okay. room and so you got all the fucking people on one side with like the head of the group like in the middle and all the people on the other side with the head of the group in the middle of there and they're like back and forth and one of them's like look at me you're a bag of dick like just fucking <laughs> and everyone else is just like their jaws are on the floor going did he really just say it? and then the other guy on the other side is like oh yeah well fuck you too and i fuck your mama like <laughs> they get up and start getting in each other's face like like old school fucking like rap battles that you would see yeah and next thing you know fucking someone snaps a pencil fists are flying fucking nice. people are, like go it's brilliant the way it's done it's so awesome i gotta see that that yeah. sounds awesome i mean that's what i mean like the, the just hearing the audio the music itself is great like it's a good rap but it's so much better the way they did the video that yeah. it makes it so much more like damn nice. <laughs> like, all right the thing that really sold it was at the very end it, and it kind of sums up everything I feel about politics in general. At the very end, the the one guy is is essentially going to get the coup de grace on the other guy. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, it's a, it's summing up, and the music's ramping up, and he's like, ah, and he looks over, and there's a fucking cleaning lady, and has a very almost like like a stereotypical immigrant cleaning lady with the almost uniform pushing the the yellow cart yeah you know what I, like like yeah. a very iconic image. bordering on stereotypical image mm-hmm. and she's just like really like, like, just has that face of, like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding? And there's papers everywhere. The room's trash. But it's just that, that, that impression of you fucked up brats and the people have to clean up your bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, outside of this political party or that, like, because it wasn't, like, at A one part, party. She just was looking at the group and just, like, Assholes, now I gotta fix your mess. Right. It, it was just like, this is the best video ever. Like, <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Oh. But no, like I said, I, I've just been listening to uh, like Body Count for the past <laughs> shit, week and a half, two weeks, like every day at work. Like, the, just basically put on, you know, click on the artist through Spotify and just click, you know, play. Right. And it's just like, wow. I mean, I I liked it before. The more I've looked into and read more about Ice T as a person and his life and and profile and stuff like that, the more it's like I really got to give props and respects to him because reading some of the shit that that happened in his life, whatever, that's not like in the public eye type stuff. Yeah, like from when he was a kid. Yeah. And stuff that he overcame and, and, and how he got to where he is and stuff like that. It's like, I got to give him a lot of respect for not just, you know, throwing in the towel and, and, and being like everybody else, whatever, or, or, you know, whatever the case may yeah. be. 
but you either give up or sell out and it's like no i'm don't care how much yeah. it sucks or whether this I is can what win i win or not i'm yeah. still gonna fight yeah like, it was you know i don't care how much this sucks i'm not gonna be like everybody else and, and cower down to you i'm gonna do my thing until i'm successful right or but at the same time there's also that flip of it, it's not the on the one side it's the i'm not gonna give up and cower but on the other side, it's the I'm not going to compromise my principle yeah. and take the low road either. Yeah. You know, because uh, – and it, it's not a a cultural thing. It's a human thing to where it's either this is hard and I'm going to give up or this is hard so I'm going to cheat or – yeah. do something unscrupulous or lie or you know what i mean and it's like no fuck you i'm gonna fight for me yeah whether win well, or lose i like, mean he did some <laughs> shady shit yeah there's, there's right. no, no doubt no, no, no. I, I think i think you know he even i think it was like in an interview or whatever he had announced he's like you know thank god for the statute of limitations because i got away with this 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 and this and you can't do anything about it now right right right. it's like you know but I don't want that life and I don't want it to, I don't want that life to even hound me anymore. So I'm not letting it even get to me anymore. Like it was like, like a right. really, I'm not going to say profound. Cause like, that just sounds a little too out there, but it was the way he worded it and the way the interview portrayed it, especially it, like it came across of that. Okay. I'm a grown up now. I can't stop being a kid. I got to get a job. I got to do this. Like that type of like, you know, just all of a sudden the mentality just switched and says, no, I'm not going to be like this anymore. I'm not going to be on the streets like this anymore. Right. I'm not going to be doing the same hood shit you guys are doing anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. And if I make it great, if not, I'm going to die trying because I don't want to do what you do anymore. Right. And that's what I mean. Like I'm not, there's all sorts of instances. What the fuck you doing? Oh. Drop my pants. What's it look like? No diggity. <laughs> no doubt. There are all sorts of instances of it in every culture of doing what you need to do. And at times those are unscrupulous things. Um but there is a difference between embracing that life versus doing what you have to you know what i'm saying yeah and it, it let me see if i can put it in disney terms where you'll understand it um well, i understand more than disney <laughs> just fucking with you dude <laughs> it, it, it's it's like you know uh, are we fucking talking Al finding nemo kind of disney no no, we no talking aladdin. like you know like frozen kind of disney no fucking aladdin aladdin all right aladdin i can get okay. down with it it, it's one thing... You never had a friend like me. Right. <laughs> it's one thing to steal an apple because you're starving and that's what you have to do to live. Yeah. But it's another thing to stop fighting for something better and saying, well, this is just the way it is, so I'm just going to be an apple thief for the rest of my life. It's also a matter of you're not stealing the apple just because you like the chase either. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and so it's it's not the fact that he did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it's it's not a 
a priori praise of the successful, even if he had failed, it's the fact that he kept attempting to not stay there. Yeah. And that's what, like, I never realized he was in the army. Yeah. You know, I never realized that. I didn't huh. know that. I, yeah. you know, the earliest remembrances that I have of Ice T was, you know, he was a rapper. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you see him, uh, you see in the news, whatever, you know, with the whole thing, you know, body count and cop killer and stuff like that. Right. And it like, you know, fades out to like nothing. And then all of a sudden you see him on, you know, TV and in a couple of movies where it's like, oh, all right, cool. And it's like, now it's like, I'm looking back and I'm filling in the gaps with what I can find of interviews and, and articles and stuff like that. And it's like that. Wow. All right. So he didn't just like fade out into nothing. He just kind of like stayed out of the limelight because he was busy doing his own shit. Right. Yeah. All right. I can give him respect for that. Yeah. Like I said, just, and then then I go back and I listen to the album, and it's like, um, like certain songs over that I hear that you know, like for example, he did one song called um, I think it's like, we will we will always love you or, or we will always you know we always love you or something like that, and it's basically it's for veterans. Mm, yeah. And it's one of those like you know to think of you know when when you hear the the vocals and, and stuff like that of you know body count as a as a band in general. All right. You don't think of them doing like a veterans tribute song, right? 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 You know, right? Or if they do, it's like a very sarcastic, tongue-in-cheek type right. version. And it's like this is nowhere near that. This yeah. is like their sound, but doing an actual like you know, look, we understand the rest of the world has a tendency to shit on you guys because of this shit. We thank you. Right. We love you. Right. We're here for you if you need us. Like type mentality, and it's like. Wow, like it just kind of kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, you know what I mean. And but true to form, that's what body count wants to do is catch you off guard right. with the lyrics and the sound and everything else. And yeah. it's like it just like I said, the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, I really <laughs> like this. This is good shit. For me, yeah. body count's one of those things where it's like it ends up coming and going. Not that they do or that what they produce does but it's almost like a burnout on it where it's like i'll go through through periods of time where i'm like this is fucking awesome and great and oh and this song and oh this song and then it's almost like i'll forget for a while and like months or year later <laughs> i'll like and be like Oh yeah, them. I, I love them. Like, yeah, or, or yeah, like out of nowhere, you're like you'll hear a song, you're like, oh shit, I have that album. I right, that forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll start listening to it yeah, stop again, yeah. and it's just like, so it, like for me, it comes in waves. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's bad. It's just like no. no, and like I said, you know, for me, it's like it's been like the past like two weeks or so at work, mm -hmm. you know, and where I am in the one section of the the building. The guy kind of like, quote unquote, next to me, but it's like the length of my house away from me. Right. Like the next area you know, bay. It's, well, it's all one big room. Right, right, right. But he's the next closest one with like a little radio. Right, okay. And, you know, he's playing like, you know, 80s glam metal and stuff like that. And it's like every now and then, because of the way the songs are, sometimes it's like when they blend a little bit. mm it actually sounds really fucking cool. Right. And other times it's that, oh, hell no, this does not mix at all. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that's like that uh, fucking, I found a, uh, um, oh, what was that? 
it, it was a fucking Duhast mashed up with Call Me Maybe. <laughs> Duhast Me Baby. Right. <laughs> Yeah. episode of Drunken Sorcery. Welcome. Go fuck yourselves. I mean, um, welcome. Yeah, you haven't been listening to Body Count at all this week. <laughs> I am not blaming the music for my actions or attitude. One person, ladies and gentlemen, one person in the world. <laughs> uh, so, I'm Crow. I'm Mr. Mike. Sometimes. <laughs> Mm. And what are my other times? Um, <laughs> give me a minute. I got this one. Well, I just was like, mm, I blew out a puff of smoke and it kind of gave me a head rush. But on top of that, now I'm trying to derail from the other thing to fucking answer your question. Okay. One thing at a time, for fuck's sake. I haven't even started really drinking. What the fuck? Well, you uh, fix that. Yeah. Um. All right. So before I forget. Our assistant producers are Ialessa Glass, Julie Phillips, Raven Madigan, Starina Abrahamson, Gina Volpe, and Lisa Kelly Briggs. Thank you. <laughs> What? I can't fucking... God damn it. Anyway, so I've actually got uh, stuff I wrote down that I wanted, wanted to fucking mention because it was like, oh, I'm going to forget this. I'm going to write this down. Yeah, and you forgot your list? No, I got my list. Okay. I just got to dig it out and fucking open it up and shit like oh, that. Okay. So while I'm doing that, how's your month been? Um, well... And make it quick because I don't care. We can't... <laughs> Nice. One of those nights. All right. Oh, fuck you too. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shove that in your diggy hole. No, seriously, how's your month been? No, um, well, I mean, overall, the, the month itself has been good. Past couple weeks are, you know, kind of shitty, like I talked to you about, you know, freaking car repairs and taxes and vet bills and everything else going on, but, you know. Overall, it's, it's it's life. I mean, it is what it is. You, you know, deal with it, overcome, and keep moving. Gotcha. Not going to let it, you know, get me down or whatever. But definitely one of those things of, of, like, when you think things are going great, life has its way of saying, yeah, not so much. Right. Well, yeah. that, like, not so much just, like, all happened within, like, a week and a half time frame. Right. And it's that, oh, fuck me. Yeah. What the hell? What's next? Oh, fuck. I shouldn't have said that. Because here comes the next one right around, right around the corner. <laughs> You know, it's almost like the, uh, the, like when you go to fix one part and you take the thing apart and it loosens screws. So it loosens it up enough to mess up another part and it just kind of cascades yeah, from there. Like, you know, the next weakest link goes bad. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. This wasn't necessarily like weak links though. It was more like, um, you know, just shit show after another. Yeah. 
but right. that is what it is. Bad conglomeration of events. Yeah. So. Sorry, though. We'll get through it. Let's see. In short, my month has been actually pretty good. I've been slowly coming out of, like, winter funk and fucking head fugue and fucking, you know, wanting to destroy the world and fucking everything else. Wait, you more, stopped doing that? Well, more so than normal. Oh, How okay. about that? All okay. Right. That works. Um, to where say? it's like, it, and the downside to coming out of that is that I end up like, it's almost like I look around like, fuck, that took a lot of time and energy out of me and I've got a lot of shit to do. Yeah. And so I end up pushing myself. I, I have to like, consciously not push myself so hard because the tendency is to be like it's almost like getting out of the hospital or getting out of fucking like uh like an injury like as soon as you feel better you want to make up for the time you lost Mm -hmm. and it's like no if i push myself that's just going to get me back in that place so i need to like slow and steady yeah but at the same time i'm like yeah but i can do it now like, I yeah. get the energy and I can... But I can, I'm awake now. Right. If I go like, to sleep and I take a nap, I'm going to be tired later. Right. So it's... Yeah, Meanwhile, it's, you're not thinking that, well, if I don't go to sleep and take a nap, I'm going to be fucking exhausted later. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of one of those things. But the good news is that I've gotten a lot done with that. One of the things that I was supposed to have up today that I just... Time got away from me and I didn't get to because another project ended up taking two days longer was i'm actually going to be changing up part of uh the way i'm doing patreon okay and like it'll all be in place before this comes out it's not going to change anything for the on the 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 patron end they'll still get like their rewards and tiers and all that stuff okay but what i came to realize through all of this is what I've been trying to do with it isn't functional or working for anything long term. And so what I've been trying to do with it is I have a very strong belief of creating a different sustainability model for presenting art and making art. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in that part of that is putting what you make into the public venue for free or where it is accessible to the normal average person, you know? So how to create that kind of structure, but still make it a viable business and make it so that you can, you know, live off of, Yeah. you know, and what I've been trying to do is make it where, okay, so here's the public presentation and then the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And then over on Patreon, there's another, like, patron-only presentation. And then the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Okay. And then juggling between the two of those things, which part of what art gets priority, where, when. And it's just been a logistical nightmare that ends up filtering into, okay... How do I create a hierarchy structure for this piece of art or this picture of this piece in progress? Okay. Does that supposed to go here first? Is that supposed to go here first? How is that supposed to play? Like, it's created a logistical nightmare every single time I want to do anything. 
And I figured out a complete workaround to get around that. So what I'm changing up is making the the Patreon site entirely everything behind the curtain. Okay. So the presentation is all public. And then if you want to see how the sausage is made, that's what happens there. What? <laughs> Nothing. What? Nothing. You're showing people your sausage. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Look, you don't have to see my sausage. No. If you want to pay for it and see your sausage, then that's what people do. I get it. <laughs> Just because I'm going to flex the sausage <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> the public gets to see it for free, but you get to see how I make it. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. They get to see the finished product. <laughs> but the, the, the special people will get to see like it in training. <laughs> oh, training your sausage. I you know, the you. weightlifting. Uh, and... <laughs> yes, yes. Rubber band and <laughs> rubber band Olympics on your sausage. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> so that's one of the things I'm going to be putting together in, within like tomorrow or the next day. Um, it was supposed to happen yesterday, but like I said, a couple other projects got away from me. But what that's going to do is allow me to have a lot more direct engagement because everything can go into that. Okay. And then that clears up that what the the result of all of that production then goes out to public you okay. know but that allows me to have to not have to sit there and go okay uh like today i spent a good part of all of last night and this morning working on image files to put together for a new video okay i could take a picture of that and make commentary on that and and talk about that process as like hey, here's a daily you know thing i'm doing it's almost like a daily video log type deal or vlog or whatever the fuck you want right. to call it. Right, and there are things like that that I can now do where I don't have to go, okay, is this back of the curtain or is this Patreon exclusive or is this... <laughs> Pay no attention to the sausage behind the curtain. <laughs> right, and, it's very, and so it allows me to, to have a lot more engagement. So that's one of the things. I'm working on a new video for a sculpture that I just finished. So I finished the sculpture this month. Figured out all the logistical fucking clusterfuck psychological stuff that we were talking about last month. And yeah. so I'm actually writing a new book, which is daunting and scary and funny and everything else. And so that's going good. So, yeah, all the things. All right. Yeah. So it's kind of, like I said, it's one of those where I'm having to make sure I'm also doing things like eating and getting sleep and yeah. i want to be like no I, I need to finish this and i need to keep going and it's like no i'm gonna kill myself if i keep yeah. if i do it at that pace so yeah yeah speaking of patreon i've got a joke for you are gonna have to cut okay but it'll go in the unedited section for patreon because <laughs> that's unedited and they can just not listen to this part <laughs> okay because it's horrible and offensive, but funny as fuck. All right, I'm down. <laughs> and I can say it, because I'm bisexual. <laughs> and back to our regular scheduled program. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. About that. <laughs> so what so, do you got on your list? 
All right. That one I'm going to save for later because that's a full episode of a conversation. All right. I heard of something and it was one of those I heard it in passing and I was like, you know what? I'm curious. I'll get around to looking this up. Then I was like, you know what? I know somebody that might know. I'd rather ask him. And if he doesn't know, then I'll look it up and save myself some time. Okay. Have you ever heard of wasting deer disease? Or do you know anything about it? Or yeah, like it's it's was it blue tongue or WM not WMD? Um... <laughs> Wait, that's what the yes. whole Iraq War was. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Fucking yes. deer. <laughs> Duh! Have you ever seen one over there? I mean, come on. So why we're looking? Santa dropped one. We gotta go find it. <laughs> It's raining, dear. Oh, shit. <laughs> was it Blitzen? Uh, he's bombed. Okay. If, if it was Blitzen, Santa didn't lose him. He went off and was smoking the hash in a fucking lounge somewhere. Hey, <laughs> man, fire that shit up. Fuck Rudolph. He didn't got nothing on me. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm like this split up. <laughs> Why did I do Blitz in a Spanish accent? <laughs> Fucking shit, man. <laughs> oh my god. Now I want to do like a Spanish. Like a Chichin, Santa Claus, like a like Chichin Chong version of Santa Claus. Yeah, the fucking that would be <laughs> Cholo epic. reindeer. That would be amazing. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Hey, you fat piece of shit, get the fuck in the sled. We gotta go, man. <laughs> We're on a schedule. <laughs> Santa comes out in a pair of like Hawaiian shorts and a fucking cheeseburger in one hand. <sighs> Oh, <laughs> bucket of fries and <laughs> the other hand. <laughs> hey, Where's your mom? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's starting to take off. You see them all sweating and struggling, getting the airborne <laughs> off the roof. One of them's like, man, this fat ass honky gets fucking worse every year. <laughs> I'm just saying, that could be a phenomenal like half hour cartoon. That would oh, be that awesome. Would be fucking great. That would be genius. Oh god. Anyway, so Santa goes to like you know Southeast LA or some shit. Oh god. All right. So wasting your disease. What the fuck is this? Because like literally, I said I heard the term. If and it's there what? was a picture of a deer that was all like super emaciated. Yeah, if it's what I think it is, it's something. I don't know exactly what it does to the deer itself. If it's what I think it is, it's spreadable by like deer eating from the same food pile as another deer, or yeah, say they're eating off of the same group of leaves, whatever case is, okay. and it's like like you know saliva transfer between the deer and then now right. the other deer now has it also okay and which is why like you know in a lot of states they say you know 
you're not allowed to, to quote unquote bait deer or feed deer okay. um, because they're trying to cut down on that. If you put one massive pile out there, you're going to have like 10 deer all eating out of the same pile. You yeah, could have went from, communicable. you know, right. one that's sick to now all of them are sick. Gotcha. And uh, I've heard of wasting deer disease. I've heard of it also with a, a different name. Okay. I like I said, I think it was referred to as like, you know, blue tongue or something like that. Cause like their their tongue gets kind of bluish and purpley looking. Really? Okay. I think it's something like the the tongue swells up and almost like makes them not want to eat. Okay. Or or something of that nature. It, again, it's it's I don't remember exactly how it affects the deer itself. Gotcha. Other than like you you said, they basically get like, you know, stupid skinny and fucking Right, you know, yeah. Like anorexic almost. But it's I've also seen videos where the same quote-unquote you know disease was labeled and like there was a deer in the middle of the road just kind of walking in a circle like because like right. it's almost like a, a deer version of rabies where like their brain is yeah. all fucked up and they can't like it's trying to walk a straight line it's just going in a circle because it can't figure out that it has to stay going the other way in order to get across the street right well there's there's um cvg um Friedsfeld jacobson disease and which is, if I remember correctly, it's like the human variant of mad cow disease. Mm-hmm. And but there are also all sorts of other variants. So I wasn't sure whether it was like a variant of that, or whether it was something completely else. Yeah, I'm not. Or whether I'm not... like what sort of issues that present. I don't want to say issues, but what sort of symptoms conditions that presents Mm. to you know hunters and because for for the listening audience i mean you're familiar and we've had this conversation many times but for the listening audience that isn't aware um contrary to popular opinion and contrary to a lot of media stereotypes i like to hunt and kill things so okay But but oh, that's how you were going. Oh, I'm sorry. Sort of. (laughs) But contrary to a lot of lot of like like uh, stereotypical portrayal, most hunters actually are very conservationalist minded. Oh yeah, yeah. And have when I think of the times that I have heard communication whether it's a conversation or someone talking or someone just uh uh, mentioning in a dialogue when i think of the number of times where i've heard the most profound and deep and beautiful expressions of connection with nature Mm -hmm. are from hunters yeah and in my experience and and many other people that i've talked to most hunters, that is a part of that, I don't want to say culture, but is it's a part of that mindset. And the it, thing is, it's, it's that, a year-round mindset. It's not just during hunting season. No, absolutely. And that's what I mean, is that that, that idea is contrary to the popular stereotype of it. But that, I understand that that's how it actually is. Yeah. And given that, you know, what conditions or, or how does something like, you know, the the wasting deer disease or whatever it is, you know, is, is there like 
oh, you know, we're not issuing any licenses for this area because it's rampant in this area? Or is it like a, a, an unofficial, almost like a quote-unquote gentleman's agreement that we don't take these ones? Or do you try to take them to call the herd? Or like, how does that it's play kind of into an, that conservationist well, mindset? It's kind of all the above. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, DEC can say, you know, okay, we're not issuing hunting licenses for such and such areas because of x amount of reported cases of you know whatever okay if they don't and obviously they put out like a warning or something like that like hey be aware if you see it yada 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 you know but it's also a matter of knowing what you're looking at you know for example say you see a deer it's not acting quite normal it could have something you know it hurt its leg and it's not walking normal because it's injured right you know or it could you know have broken bones inside that you can't physically see you know who knows it's also you know say you shoot a deer and you're in the middle of gutting and you realize like you know this thing's got like tumors all over its you know insides you're not just going to take the meat and eat it anyway right right right. you know i mean they're the the dec is not just there to say give me your money and you know so we can allow you to go hunting or something like that they also they'll send an officer out to inspect the animal that you've taken and tell you whether it's okay for and safe for you to have or not right and in in most cases for example say i shot a deer and I'm looking at, you know, I'm in the middle of gutting it and, and, and stripping it down or like that. And I realize like something doesn't, it doesn't smell right. Something doesn't look right. You know, whatever the case may be that I'm questionable of. Right. I can call up, I can send them pictures or they can send a guy out to look at it right there on site. And in, you know, certain cases where like, all right, yeah, this is definitely not safe for you to eat. Whatever the case is, right. they'll issue your tag back. Okay. So that, you know, you're not wasting a tag for right. nothing. Well, um, I mean, there's there's that aspect of, of, like, you know, eating and, you know, tag and everything else. But there's also the aspect of, because I've heard, I've heard two different approaches or two different arguments toward a mindset, okay? That the one is that hunters have, like, an unofficial gentleman agreement that especially like within lodges and shit like that. And I don't know how much any of this is true. It's just mm-hmm. hearsay that I've heard bits and pieces, but that one person in that lodge will be picked to get the quote unquote big deer and everyone else will purposely go after smaller ones toward the goal of Almost like calling the herd, calling the weak, like a natural predatory, you know, so that the strong survive and are able to propagate. Mm-hmm. I've also heard that the opposite argument that by purposefully only going after the biggest, that it helps ensure long term survival. And I can see merit to both, but one never having done it, and two, that it doesn't seem at least to me to be an absolute definitive, like, no, here's the actual, the best way. Like I could see merit to both. I'm not sure as far as lodges and stuff go. I've never hunted with one or or been around, you know, people from a lodge, whatever. I I hunt by myself with a couple of friends, whatever. That's really it. But is there a general mindset that goes with it? Like, like, let's say you saw a deer, you know, walking around in circle. Would you take it? From the mindset of yes, but this will help the greater herd. 
Well, see, that, that it would be, or, one, it would be one, uh, situational. Okay. Because it would be a matter of, have there been any reports of such and such, you know, illness or whatever in the area? Right. If, if not, then say, you know, for example, we'll say, all right, so why is this thing acting weird? And I'm going to watch it for a little bit. If it's, because, I mean, if, like, if it's in the middle of the road, obviously I'm not going to shoot it right then and there. Right, 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 right. You know, if it's out in the middle of the woods... Is it lost? Is it injured? Is it stuck in a, a bear trap? You right. know, is is there something that I can't see affecting it? Is it sniffing the wind versus sniffing the ground? Right. What, what is causing the behavior to the best of my ability to read the animal? Okay. And if none of those things seem present or prevalent or anything like that, then it's just my discretion. Okay. And, you know, for me, it's one of those things of, you know, when I, when I look at an animal, I'm looking at, you know, the overall size and age of the animal. If it looks, say, like to be, you know, undersized for its apparent age, as far as the, the, you know, where the belly line sits and, and how the, the fur looks, all, you know, because you can tell the, the age of an animal, stuff like that. Right, right. So it's like, you know, if it looks like, oh, that's a really skinny, you know, four-year-old or that, that's a fat four-year-old, you know, whichever the case may be. Right. All right, if it's a doe and she's, like, larger than normal, maybe she's pregnant. So I'm not going to take that shot. Right, right, right. You know, and it's one of those of, you know, or when it comes to, to you know, a buck or whatever, depending on its, its apparent, you know, age or, or size, whatever the case may be, I might let it walk. I might take the shot. It depends right. on the scenario and what I'm right. seeing in front of me. But you is know, it, if it's is it one of those things where it's like okay, so let's say with a buck, okay, I'll give you two different example or scenarios, mm -hmm. okay, and I understand that it depends situationally, but I'm more curious about a general overall mindset. Yeah. Okay. So you see a buck, it's young, up and coming. It hasn't lived a full life. Mm -hmm. It's not on the the backside decline curve where another buck is going to take over the harem. Okay. It, it's young, it's up and coming, few more years, it'll fucking be in charge, but it's a good buck and it's a clean kill. Do I take it? And by doing so, and and, and I want to be clear that I'm not saying either one is wrong. I'm saying yeah. that I can see, I can see from my inexperience, merit to both sides. Do I take it? It's a clean kill. And in doing so, I would be... In line with any wolf or other predator out there that would go for an easy kill, mm -hmm. which would overall strengthen the herd by survival of the fittest. Yep. Or do I not take it and wait for that other buck that's on the decline, which would allow for easier growth rates of that herd? Like, does that make sense? And I understand it's going to be different and situational, but is there an overall mindset that, in general, this is how people in that field think about it? Honestly, it's, it's I've seen wars <laughs> online between people okay. for both sides. Okay. And I'm, like, right in the middle. Gotcha. For me, the easiest thing for me to say would be I'm going to go by what I've seen in the area first. Okay. If I've seen other large bucks... That are still healthy looking and mature, but not like on their way downhill. It's right. like they're no, they're they still got another you know three four years left in them, no right. problem. I might take that one if it's a clean kill. Gotcha. If I haven't seen any other bucks in the area except that one, I'm leaving them alone. 
because he might be the oldest buck in the area. Right, right, right. And he's still got quite a few years left in right. him, so I'm going to let him grow. He needs to be uh, the reason they have antlers, the protectorate it's, of that yeah. fucking herd. At the same time, yeah, there is that, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, thinking of, you know, well, if I don't shoot him, you know, the, the guy three acres down or the case is, he's probably going to take the shot if he sees him. You know, so it's one of those, well... I want meat on my table. I'm not worried about feeding his family. I want I want food. Right, right, so right. There so are certain food. you know, there are certain aspects that, you know, I might take the shot, I might hesitate the shot, I might just, you know, screw this and you know, drop him right where, you know, the second I see him. Right. It's circumstantial to a degree, but the biggest thing that I factor on is what other deer I've seen in the area. Gotcha. You know, if I've seen 15, 20 different does and only one buck. Right, then more yeah. likely I'm gonna let him walk. Right, but if I and I'm not saying like personally seen, I'm talking like you know on the trail cameras and stuff like that that I put out there, which is why I do a lot of that is to scope out areas that I can't readily get to on a daily basis. Right, where the deer can be coming through at any hour. You know, my trail cam will take a picture at eleven thirty at night and send it right to my phone. Right, you know, two in the morning, three in the morning, whatever time it is. It takes pictures and sends them right to my phone. So I wake up in the morning, boom, I got a whole entire catalog of what happened overnight that was in front of that camera. Right. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's also for that very reason to be able to get more data to make better assessments of those judgment calls because of that primary conservationist concern for the herd exactly and it's also a matter of of my fellow hunters because it's like if i'm sitting there and i'm watching you know say i look at a week's worth of trail cam picks and i notice every day you know monday through wednesday the same guys walking in the woods at such and such time walking out of the woods at such and such time i'm not going to go hunting on a monday through wednesday because i know somebody else is already back there right right, right, i'm not going to want to step on someone else's toes he he could be a hundred feet up the trail, he could be a thousand feet up the trail. Right. I don't know that. All I know is he crosses the path of my camera at such and such time every single Monday through Wednesday. Right, right, right. So I'm going to wait and go out like, you know, Friday. Right. Or I'll put a note on one of the trees on the side of the trail right where he'd be walking by, you know, and even sit there and say, hey, my stand is here in case, you know, if you see me up here, be aware. Right. You know, because we've had guys, I, I've been in the woods, sitting in my freaking tree stand and everything else, I hear a rustling and shit like that behind me, I turn around, and there's hikers. Mm. You know, or there's another hunter, like, oh shit, I didn't know you were you were back here. Right. It's like, well, you're not supposed to know I'm back here. The <laughs> fact that you can't they see me. don't have me, a flare up. Like... <laughs> you know, that's a good thing. Right, right, right. You well, know, but that's also why, you know, you wear blaze orange during hunting season. Right. You know, well, at least like when goes... I go on public land... I'll at least wear a blaze orange hat. Right. Because at least there's something for other people to see me with. Right. If I'm on private land, like, like you know, across the street, my neighbor's house, I'm on his private property. Right, right, right. The so that's only a people story. that should be walking back there yeah. is him or his parents. And they know when I'm back there because it's a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday morning. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and that, that goes back to, like I was saying, where it's a very... And it goes 180 against the media portrayal archetype 
of you know the callous hunter that doesn't care about yeah. Bambi's father, and it's and like the, no, the reality is but that is that into the way the media is trying to portray your your quote unquote average, we'll say you know for lack of a better phrasing, the average white male Republican is what the media is trying to portray because that helps push their anti-gun, anti-violence quote unquote agenda, but it gives a national audience. Or, or 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 group of people that hurt the animals air right, quotes right 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 for them to base it on yeah it's a justification as opposed it, it, to an it, actuality it gives a scapegoat where you can say right oh well not only do they hurt the animals but look they carry all these guns when they do it too right right well, right right duh right and, and, but I'm not shooting you now, am I? So shut the fuck up. Well, and right, and it, it's one of those things where it's like, and and that's what I what was getting at was that that structure of that media portrayal being 180 degrees from the actual, both internal and external, without getting too fucking froofy about it, both internal and external structure of the actual hunter. Yeah, and. What I mean by the internal and external is the external, you are worried about other hunters, you're worried about, you know, uh, tags, you're worried about laws, you're worried about conservation, you're worried about, you know, the animals themselves, but the internal process as well, where that process, when done right, and it's not to say that it always is, there is, you know, in any demographic, you're going to have bad apples. Yeah. Okay. But when done right, that process is one of the most in line with nature structures that I think we can find in our modern day. And I think that by vilifying it the way, by vilifying it in default as a justification in the way the media portrays it, mm -hmm. that it overlooks what that structure fulfills in an internal, for lack of a better way of putting it, and I hate to put it this way, spiritual fulfillment, you know. Why would you hate to put it that way? I mean, for some people, that, that is. It, you know, it for is, some people, that, that's their way of... But without being able to define it in tangible terms, okay, I can no, I mean, say I get anything that. is that. No, you know no I mean, I mean, but, I'm, so but I'm saying, I in, hate... in this regard, I mean, literally, there, there are some people, like, that is a very spiritual based you know fulfillment of their quote unquote helping the circle of life right. sort of thing no absolutely so I, I to me it's like i don't see anything wrong with labeling that because i'm not saying that, it's, I, it's i've known wrong. guys that are like that I, I think it's a poor communication skills on my way that that I that you. ends up being a shorthand to most easily explain what you and I both understand without having to break it down into the complex neuro and psychological processes. Yeah. Like it's a whole lot easier to say spirit or spiritual. I mean, because for me, we both get what we're talking about yeah. where it's like, but what I'm trying to point to though, is that structure of, and I'm going to paint in broad, broad <laughs> generalizations here. Like the okay. side of a barn-sized brush? Right. Like, okay. <laughs> like the side of a barn-sized brush. Where, oh, you should be in nature, man, and you should fucking, you know, follow the path of Mother Earth and develop your internal spirit. 
And yet, when you look at what hunters actually do, not the portrayal of them, yeah. but the mindset and the process, not just during hunting season, but all throughout their engagement with that, yeah. they are some of the people that are doing that the most. Because, like you said, it is no different from a wolf marking out territory compared to you recognizing visually compared to wolf sniffing a scent trail mm -hmm. there's another predator in this area i'm not going to hunt his turf yeah. there's no different it is a very natural order i mean to me it's not you even know, a matter of, of you know there's okay but you get what i'm saying is that 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 idea where that is a, a thing that follows that natural order yeah and also it's a matter of like i said it's, it's not it's not so much you know hunting on his turf or whatever it's more a matter of respecting the fact that there are other hunters they want their shot too right if i'm out there monday through friday whatever the case may be and say i don't know i work on weekends and they're the only two days i work right okay fine you want to go out and hunt on the weekend when i'm not there cool you want to use my stand when i'm not there cool don't trash it don't leave a mess and don't make don't leave anything behind that was not there when you got there right so that there's right, no right. evidence you were there to begin with right and because it, that's how it should be right and that's what i mean is that it seeks to find that equilibrium not only with the prey yeah. but with your fellow predators exactly okay. and, and to me it's one of those things and that, that's you know, a really internal thing yeah because to me it's one of those, i you know if i if i was sitting there like like okay on public land somebody sets up a tree a tree stand or a ground blind or even takes you know sticks and stuff and makes a ground blind right right so i'm walking through the woods and i find it there's nobody else around there's nobody else there it's on a two o'clock on a friday afternoon right the likelihood of somebody else being in the area not so much right they, they might come back in a little bit or they probably left for the day already if it's not like someone's personal ground blind sitting on the ground, zipped up and everything like that, or right. a tree stand hanging up in a tree, whatever the case is, yeah. if it's just a naturally made thing, I'll sit there. Yeah. If it's somebody else's property, I'll stay near it, but I'm not going to use it. Right. Unless I see the person. If I see the person, like say he's packing his stuff up and he's getting ready to leave, I'll walk up. Hey, did you see anything today? You know, yada, yada, yada. Hey, would you mind if I sat in the ground blind or whatever if you're leaving? You know, right. and I've had I've had guys ask me. A couple of guys I said no because of the way they were acting. Right. And it's when I was like, no, I can tell right off the bat, you're not respectful. Right, right. And right. I'm not gonna have you trashing my stuff. Right. Well, and you know, that, and that's and what I mean. But there's one guy I told him flat, I was like, Yeah, go ahead, no problem. Yeah. Because the way he approached me. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. And, and you you see the same things that happen in predator to predator relationship or dynamic one, one of the things wolves do is is they will often um store carcass you know they'll eat what they need but yeah. then they'll store the rest almost like it's an emergency stash yeah and if another wolf enters the area and smells it or, or you know picks up on that there's no default there's no like oh this always happens sometimes that wolf will be hungry enough that they'll take the chance and say fuck it i need to eat and yeah, I'll I'm either, fight I'm, off i'm either gonna get my ass kicked getting something to eat or, or i'm gonna get something to eat right and then some right you know and 
that might happen. It might be that the other wolf recognizes, okay, there's game in the area. Because this has obviously been put here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hang around the area, but not yeah. on top of it. And there are other situations where they're like, oh, this is obviously another wolf's hunting ground. I'm going to move on. You know, and so it's very situational, but it's that same... It's the same type of inner mentality. Right, right, right. Exactly. And that's yeah. what, I, what I mean is that that it... What a lot of people don't recognize is that facet of it. Yes. Most hunters are pack animals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, aside from that, I mean, I mean come it, on, look it, at the amount of backpacks it, I have. It, it really, looks, well, I mean, you can get a Sherpa. <laughs> yes, that's what I need to get. Yeah, uh, hunting Sherpa. No, no, <laughs> yeah, what we really need you to get is fucking one of those. Uh, have you seen the 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 military robotic mules? They're like the robot dogs that they carry really? shit. Have no. you not seen these? No, I've not. Oh, I've it's like it it's like cutting edge robotics, and they're basically they look like. Almost like mini horses or Great Dane sized robots. Okay. But they have backward bent legs. So instead of like our legs that bend, yeah. you know, they're bent backwards. And they literally, it's all like AI controlled fucking telemetry and fucking they basically are designed to load up all your fucking kit and all your extra shit that you might need to carry while you go out on a fucking, you know, 15 mile march on a patrol somewhere. Like, yeah, and, and this fucking... big robotic pack mule is taking it right. with it. Yeah, it's basically a robotic pack mule. Like, yeah, it's fucking, that's what we got to get you is one of those. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so, it, it, and so similar to the question I asked about, like, the, the up and coming buck versus, you know, on the decline, is there a mentality in general that is relatively consistent about ill or injured because a similar argument pro and con or, or for both viewpoints i can in my inexperience see yeah. if i see you know a deer that's got a broken leg it's clearly obviously got a broken leg okay i cannot take the shot because that's food for you know a wolf or that's food for something else in the food chain okay Mm-hmm. I can take the shot because the rest of the meat is still good, and that's going to call the herd of that weak and injured animal that would deplete resource. Mm-hmm. I could not take the shot because though a broken leg, it may heal enough where the animal could still be a part of the herd. I could take the shot because that would be helping alleviate the burden the environmental burden on um how do i put that um the the predator prey dynamic if there's more prey yeah the predators have more access yeah and so that's one more prey that may slow the herd or one more prey that may slow the herd down yeah and by taking it out you're helping the herd as a whole like, I can see pro and con arguments on either side. I don't have experience with it. No. Is there and, a general 90... mindset? I mean, I understand it's situational, but no, it's, it's most that it's, another it's one like, of those it's like you've 90, seen wars online it's about? It's like 95% pretty much up to the hunter as the individual. Okay. You know, because like I said, I've seen both sides of it, and in some cases I can agree with both sides of it. In some cases it's, you know, it doesn't make sense how people think. Right, right, but right. But 
you know, or, or, you know, oh, I did this because of this, this, this. I'm going, that makes no fucking sense. Right, right, you right, know, right, But right. at the same time, I look, I look at it and I'm like, all right, well, I can see your point, but it's not what I would have done. Right, right, right. Or, or, you know, and that goes pro and con because it's like, you know, no, I, no, I wouldn't have let the fucking thing live. I would have taken the shot. Fuck right, that. Right, right, right. You know, or I wouldn't have killed it. I would have, I would have let it go because, you know, XYZ reasoning. Right, right, but right. right. It, it really does seem to be mostly up to the individual hunter as a person. Gotcha. And that's where that, and that is where the media gets some of their fuel okay. is because you have, a portion of those hunters that really can't make good judgment calls. Gotcha, gotcha. Or they do, you know, they intentionally do stupid shit. Right, right, um, right. You know, or or be, not necessarily because it, they, they do it intentionally to be stupid. Sometimes they just don't know any better because nobody was there to teach them any better. Right, right, right. I think in a larger scope, without getting into a, a much deeper political argument, I think that in a larger scope that... It ends up almost backfiring to where the ignorance, and that is not to say that the maliciousness, just the fact of a lack of information, mm -hmm. that that some, not all, I don't even think most in my experience, it hasn't been most, but the ignorance of some hunters that completely well-meaning just make a judgment call based on poor information okay and that 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 judgment call though it ends up being wrong is responded to with vilification rather than okay you made the wrong call let's educate you instead it's you made the wrong call let's punish you and you're the bad guy See, because it's reacted to that way, from my from my experience, because I see it being reacted to that yeah, way, no, I, it in ends some up cases pushing the hunter further away, further away from, from getting information to learn. Yeah, no, you and know? In, in some cases it is, and a lot of it depends on. Oh, there's there's a few factors. The biggest one is it depends on how the, say for example, the question or explanation story whatever is provided to the rest of the people right, right say right. you know i'm on facebook and i'm looking at a hunting page and some person not necessarily a newer you know newer you know kid or or an older guy or just anybody right. you know hey you know this happened today yada 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 and i just want to know what you guys think depending on how they portray it and how they respond to what people say will fuel the rest of the responses. Right. Also, you have to look at where the different people are from. Because mm. different parts of the country were kind of inherently taught different ways of doing things. Right. And what's good versus what's bad versus what's acceptable reasons or whatever the case may be seems to vary like, right. you know, state to state. And part of that is because you have different state laws that are right. different state to state for hunting. Like certain broadheads that I can use here in New York, you can't use in, I don't know, Idaho or some shit. Right. right? So. Well, and I imagine that too is also not to cut you off, but I imagine that too is also multiplied because you can't say that the, 
not just the population, but the conservation and sustainability principles that exist here in New York are the same as what exists in New Mexico. What would work to help conserve and sustain deer populations here is not going to be the same there. And yes so you and no, because it does, it does boil down to some certain fundamental things. Okay. Yeah, you know, like you were saying, you're, uh, like, for example, we'll say, you know, herd versus food availability right. ratio. Right. That's a constant no matter where you are. It doesn't matter whether you're in New York or you're in New Mexico. The amount of food available versus the size of the herd is going to affect how well they're fed. The principle is the same. But let's say here in New York, there is an abundant herd population. Yeah. Whereas in, I'm pulling it out of my ass, New Mexico, there's a very minimal deer population. Yeah. That's going to require a different response for how to address those issues. The response may be different, yeah. but the the uh, the factor of taking that into consideration, the size of the herd versus the availability of food, oh, yeah, is yeah. a constant factor no matter where you are. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I said, there's yeah, yeah, certain yeah. fundamental factors that are the same factor no matter where you look. Right, right, right. It's how the different areas respond to it based right. off of other factors that would make a pro or con out of how a person reacted different from area to area. Right, right. And that that's kind of what I was trying to you know, say and, is like, you know, if I went on some forum and was like, oh, you know, this happened and because of that, you know, I took the shot mm -hmm. and someone from New Mexico who's dealing with a very different herd dynamic yeah. would go, why the fuck did you do that? Not considering you're in a totally different part of the country with different dynamics. Exactly. You know? it's, unfortunately, it's, it's that type of response you get more often than not. Okay. And people don't look at where others are from. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, and then me, on and top I've, of that, and you I've have the legal that. and... and you know, uh, I, I've sat there and like I've typed out a response, whatever, and going, wait a minute, where the fuck's this guy from? And I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, he's from like southern Alabama, that's a different scenario than what I'm used to hunting, and so that's a, I don't even know what that terrain looks like, let alone try to take that shot. Right. That could be a normal shot for them on a daily basis. Right. Where I'm right, looking right. at it, going, I wouldn't attempt that in fucking a million years, dude. Right. You know? Right. 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 Like, you know, seventy-something yard shot downhill through the freaking trees. <laughs> you know, bounce it off the log and then up into the other side. Like, what the fuck? You know, meanwhile, they're like, shit, I could do that on a Sunday blindfolded. <laughs> right, right, you right. Know, and I'm going, good on you, but I think you're fucking out of your mind. Right, right, you know, right, Now, what right. if this happened? What if that happened? You know, yeah, and I'm going, like I said, I, I look at a lot of different factors. I mean, I do that with a lot of things. I mean, yeah. apparently, I, I seem to be the, the oddball or the enigma for a lot of things <laughs> because I look at a lot more factors and, and stuff like that than yeah. what other people would consider. Yeah. And, you know, we were having, um, my brother and I were having a conversation the other day about different political stuff and, you know, and, and it wasn't an argument. It was, it was, a, uh, well, what do you think about this? Right. Well, and what do you think about, what, what are your thoughts on this? And I'm like, well, I need more information. Right. I can't make a determination on that because I need to know this, 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 and this. And he's like, looking at me with his like jaw on the floor. He goes, I think you're the first person that actually wanted more information than what's presented to make a judgment call. I said, you're not giving me enough to go on. Yeah. 
Just saying you want to do something doesn't give me the the answer of how, when, who's paying for it, how many people is this going to affect, over what long, you know, what time frame right. is this going to take effect. I said, I want to know those actual hard numbers first before I can sit there and say whether it's a good or bad idea. Right, I'm not just right, going to right. condemn it without knowing more facts. Yeah. You know, and like I said, it, it, I left him speechless for a minute. <laughs> Which that in itself is a feat. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, it's that goes to be with a lot of different things where I seem to look more at different levels than other people. And, yeah. you know, I mean, like, like, for example, like I'm building arrows now and setting bows up now to tune and shoot and, and get ready for this coming hunting season, which doesn't start till October. Right, 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 right. And, I mean, I I know guys that they don't even go out until, like, second or... Th- yeah, I figure second or third week of September. Right. Just to double-check and make sure everything's sighted in, and then that's it. That's all they do. Right, right, right. And right. it's like, okay, well, that's fine, but I want to know what I'm walking into when I walk in the woods first thing, you know, October yeah. 1st. I want to know... My trail cams are so I've well I've got one camera still set up now from this past hunting season, mm. just because I haven't gotten out there to take it down yet. But right. guess what? It's still taking pictures all winter long. Right, right. And so, so you can I see can trends see, and patterns and things yeah, like that. Yeah. How many how many deer were there before a snowstorm? How many deer came through after a snowstorm? Right. How many coyotes came through after a snowstorm? What time they were traveling through? Right. You know, all these different things. Raccoons, foxes, you know, all the shit that goes through the woods, I can see and learn the patterns. Well, and then you have two other factors that come into play, which are the the one to what I think you're you're speaking toward is that the same way I make a distinction between someone who is a professional artist, someone who is skilled at that discipline, and someone who does art. Yeah. Someone can do art and end up with a great piece. But yeah. to know how and why and apply that critical thinking skill to to be able to mm-hmm. understand the process of that is a separate function to ending up with a great piece. Yeah. And to your credit, you are able to do that. That doesn't mean that everyone is. Yeah. And the second factor to that is that you are not you, but also in consideration is the function that whatever the person does is separate from their ability to communicate that. Yeah. So someone could be in a situation where it's a judgment call, make the right judgment call for the right reasons, but because they have poor communication skill, they say X, Y, and Z, it comes across like they did this for this reason, and everyone's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. They did the right thing, they just can't... They they didn't word it right. Word it right. Not saying that people shouldn't work toward improving communicating if that is what they are engaged in, but... Yeah, but at the same time too, if something like, if doesn't not something everyone doesn't, is amazing and perfect. Like hundred you know percent I mean? makes sense. Like it seems like they're trying to say one thing, but it's coming out different. You also, you know, as a person engaging in communication, can ask. Yeah. Wait a minute. Do you mean this right, instead right, 
of just jumping to a conclusion and condemning the person without knowing full well what they're meaning. Right. But th that's what I meant is that other people with equal poor communication skills may not recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. And true. think, there I go oh, thinking because again. he said this, this is what actually happened. And it's like, not necessarily. Yeah, no, like... <laughs> no, I don't think so. So yeah, so there's a lot of of uh, wiggle room in that, but that's why I, that's why I was curious to ask because you're far more involved in that yeah world than I am to where it's the, like the wife would say obsessed, but yeah, <laughs> we'll go with involved. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, um, to where it's like you know, like you put it, you know, I've seen wars online over this issue where it's like, is there a uh, general, you know, and you have the outliers, of course, but is there a general uh, agreement on this, or is, is is it still is it not still, but is it all up in the air? No, it it seems to be more of a general. It, it's like if the deer is sick, okay, or injured, it, it's generally acceptable that you you can take the animal as long as you're not going to cause it any more pain and suffering right, than it's already right. in. Now, that's also providing that, you know, you're a good shot and it's an ethical kill and everything else like that. Right. Unfortunately, you do have the certain side where people look at it as, oh, it's injured. It's not going to run away anyway. So they just take a half-assed fucking shot hoping mm. that they fucking hit it right. I mean, while it trots off in an injured state, right. now injured even more. Right, right, right. Because they figured, oh, it's an easy kill. Good job, lazy you, fucker. <laughs> you still have your, you know, obligation for due diligence and, and correct shot placement and everything else. Right. Just because the deer's leg is injured doesn't mean it's not going to be able to fucking run if you hit it in the wrong spot. Right, right, right. You know, or numerous other things. Yeah. So. If anything, to my my thinking, it would be even more so because it's like, all right, this fucker's tenacious enough to have survived that. I need to make sure. Yeah. Like, that's got, how I would think he about got it. smashed into by a freaking <laughs> truck doing 40 and he's, and he's still, still walking. Fucking, yeah. I want to make sure this fucker drops this time and not keeps running. Because knowing my luck, I'll take the shot. It'll be a half-assed shot. And then a week later, he's running out in front of my car, and then my car gets eaten apart by a freaking deer. Right. And yeah. you know how I'm going to know it's me? I'm going to know it's the same freaking deer, because I'm going to see the arrow sticking out of it going, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know what's going to happen. He's going to walk away again. Right. <laughs> You're like, that's payback, fucker. Yeah. yeah. How's your car now, fuckhead? Huh? It'll be one of those Mexican He'll turn around and look at me like stick his tongue out or some shit. It'll be one of those Mexican reindeer going, hey, I told you I'd get you yeah. back. <laughs> Mexican reindeer. Santa Claus may not have wanted me, but I got you, bitch. You want, you want your fucking arrow now, huh, fucker? You like my ass? Come chase it. You want this ass? You gonna earn it? Oh, oh fuck. Yeah, oh. but no, it, it's it's generally a. I keep using the same phrase, like you know, situational thing, but it's like yeah. you know, every day presents a different situation oh yeah you know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can walk out into the woods I mean, and see so many five deer on a monday you walk out tuesday morning and see maybe the same five deer but they're positioned differently right the sun may be in a slightly different position you know spot the, right. the whether there's fog or not presents a different scenario yeah you know if in the middle of the night a tree fell down it's a different scenario it's to say that you know it's situational it's not just an easy out it, it's that yeah. no there is way more shit that factors in on a daily 
basis in that regard to yeah. you know hunting than just oh I was in the woods and the deer walked by. Right. That's the easy part. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, and I think in in a lot of ways I think that's probably a better way to express it than the way I did in that there are so many different variables and so many different conditions that you have to take in. But the experience of that uh, quote-unquote hunter mindset, the actual rather than the stereotype, you know, the conservation and the, the stewardship of, that there are so many different factors and variables that the experience of having that mindset is one in which you internalize those factors to where you're not having to, and hear me out, you're not having to actively process them, but they become intuitive that you just by almost habit know to look for them. You don't have to like pull out a checklist and go, okay, now next on the checklist was how many did I see today? It it becomes an intuitive part of how you think. And in that process, it, that's what I mean when, when that becomes intuitive, that follows very much in line with a very natural way to live. And that's that like almost spiritual element of I'm living with nature as opposed to having to pull out a checklist yeah yeah exactly and and i mean and again i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it you've got guys that go out there just to sit literally sit there and say whatever walks in front of me i'm shooting at it right 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 and maybe i have a tag for it (laughs) maybe it's because of food maybe it's just because they like to shoot things right I'm not judging either way. Right. I just look at it as a fact of, uh, you know, for me, it's one of those, like, I hunt for food first. Right. If when I'm hunting for food, a quote unquote trophy comes along, I'm taking the shot either way because it's I'm in food. it for the food. Right. I'm not just going to pass up one because there might be a better option later for the trophy. Right, 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 right. And at the same time, this also goes back to that same distinction between, like, the media portrayal and the actuality where, you know, let's say the trophy comes by, you're not just going to take the food and go, okay, this other stuff that can be used, I'm going to be wasteful on. No. It's like, no, you're going to use everything that you can because that is a part of that structure, you know? You know, so, yeah, but, but. Going back to the the original thing about, like, the wasting disease, I wasn't sure how that, whether, like, I don't even know whether it's a rampant thing that's across the country or whether it was an isolated pocket or whether it was like, oh, because of this, we need to call, you know, if you ever see one of these, take it out or whether it's, if you ever see one of these, leave the area or. I haven't seen anything specifically for this area. Okay. Um. God damn it, don't do that. <laughs> I do I do recall seeing a few reports last year uh-huh. uh, during hunting season online for like different states and stuff like that where, uh, you know, like doe tags weren't being handed out. Gotcha. Or, you know, they were limiting, you know, only allowed, you know, one doe instead of even giving a buck tag or whatever the case may right. be. I think there were certain counties that 
actually restricted hunting for the year in general. Okay. There was also a few, almost like a, a reward thing. Like, you know, if you took the, you know, say, for example, you know, you shoot a doe and, and the, the doe has whatever, you know, disease. Right. You get 25 bucks. Gotcha. Gotcha. To try you to know, get rid of the so disease. So it's, it's, it's not like a, hey, let's just go kill all the deer and cash in. It was a matter right. of you were only allowed to kill the right, ones that right. were sick. Right, right. To help, to help clean the herd. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't during, like, normal hunting season. It was gotcha. like, for example, like, say, over the summer. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, because they didn't want it being convoluted with the rest of hunting season and and everything getting all mixed up and everything like that right and but there's also the same thing where if you have an overly large herd like for example i think marist college did it a few years ago overly large herd in the area they were actually paying people like 150 bucks Mm. to come in and, and and shoot deer yeah because they were eating all the flowers in the bushes, they were eating all the the, the bushes around the college. They were you know, right. eating, you know yeah. basically you know just having a run of the place like all night long. And it's like you know, college campus is not a small area, right? So if you've got a herd big enough to make its presence known on a college campus, <laughs> I want to see the size that I heard. Right. That's, that's just me. Yeah. If I remember right, doesn't Marist have a fairly decent agricultural program so it was directly affecting the yeah. education process it wasn't exactly. just a uh, uh you're heating the flowers and making it look bad it was affecting the education exactly. process yeah like yeah yeah so leaving deer shit all over the football field you know <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff going on over there oh, i mean it's Marist college so they're not doing anything with that field anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just saying like look <laughs> God. But no, I mean it's it's you know they're they're actually it's uh what was it I think Vassar College did it one year okay uh, Maris did it a couple of years that I remember um, I think Bard College up here just did it two years ago and it's just one of those you know the uh, for example there's um shit the hell's the name of that place it's a state park uh, like a historical site uh, state park uh, that's up near Tivoli area. I forget the oh, name of it off the top of my like, head. Uh, fucking wit something or other fucking I No, I, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. The, the thing is like Poets Park or whatever. No, 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 not not Poets Walk. That's down the road that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's anyway, there's a uh uh historic site and they allow hunting on the property like for example like November first to December first. Okay. And it's bow hunting only. Okay. So, basically, you have, and it and it's all done by like a lottery. Oh. So you have 150 people enter in. Well, only 50 are getting accepted. Gotcha. And so it's one of those things of of you know if you can do it, it's one of those like there's not many for the size of the site. There's not many people up there. Right. And the amount of deer that they have up there, because it's all surrounded by woods and everything like that. The amount of deer that they actually have is actually way more than what that area should have. Okay. But it's also a matter of, like, it's the restrictions that they put on the hunters that they allow up there is almost like they don't really want to fix the problem. They just want to make it look like they're helping. Gotcha. You know, you're like, you, you can't come, I think it's like, you know, Monday through Thursday, you can't be there before uh, sunrise. Hmm. Well, if you want to really be in the right spot, 
You want to be in the woods before the sun comes up. So as the deer are in the area when the sun comes up, right. you're already in position, place, yeah. not moving around. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you're not helping me here. What the fuck? <laughs> so, but like I said, it, it's... it's uh, it's kind of funny that some of the areas that, that they do this, it's not, it has nothing to do with them being sick and it has nothing to do with, it's like nuisance permits. You know, really? it's like, look, they're eating all of our freaking shit. They're, they're eating mm. all of our farm stuff. They're eating, you know, yeah. sh- shitting all over the damn place. We need to get rid of some of them. Yeah. Or at least if there's a, a, a few that are taken out, maybe they'll get the hint and leave. Right, right, right. Now, not necessarily they want you to come in and just slaughter all of them, you know. It, it's more a matter of, of, all right, well, I mean, that's kill one five, of the, and, right. and we'll see where things stand. You know what I mean? So it's not like five per person. It's like, you know, once the first five are killed, they give it like two, three days, whatever, and see if the deer come back. Right, right, right. And that's, okay, yep, there, let's there, take a couple more. Right, well, and that's one of the things that is so, for lack of a better way of putting this, and I say this very carefully, insidious about coyotes is that their migration into city and urban centers Mm -hmm. is often either, and in cases both, tolerated and overlooked, not because they're not, not not because, oh, they're not there, they are, not because they're not a problem, they are, but because they're smart enough to not get in the way and not leave their presence known overtly. Yeah. Unless and like, so you know, it's almost like the out of sight, out of mind thing. And so it's a similar thing where it's like, we don't care if the deer's here, as long as we don't have to deal with them being in the way. <laughs> it's a yes and no, because like, I mean, you know, out, out here, you know, like pretty much all spring and summer and, fall and everything you know i hear the coyotes like every night right out in the woods sometimes it sounds like they're next street over right 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 right. You know, i mean i've been walking back in the woods to go put like the, the the memory card back in the trail cam and i've got you know i've had them basically like triangulate my position like right. i could hear them in three distinct areas around me yeah. howling talking to each other and i'm like fuck you i draw my gun i'm like god <laughs> fucker one of you charges at me i'm dropping something okay <laughs> ran, ran and i'm side. talking about this you want to talk about shit in your pants i had that happen with wolves yeah okay yeah. well i mean my and wolves but yeah it's like it's like, like it's a level of oh fuck I was out you don't <laughs> think you, you you don't think capable of the human brain to process but yeah. once it happens you realize it real quick a i now know what that deer feels like <laughs> primal like it, it is it is something that is almost beyond description it is yeah. so deep and primal of a visceral reaction because you have to think about it. we have you know millions of years of evolution preconditioning to to hardwire our neural structures yep. to respond oh shit i'm going to be food <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what exactly. I mean? and, you and, know especially when you figure pitch black at night i'm yeah. out there alone and when i've got a flashlight and a pistol dude i didn't even have a pistol i had a uh, walking stick shit <laughs> i was out in the middle of bfe i was going for a night hike i was gonna hike in for you know like starting at midnight i was gonna hike in for like three four hours 
have camp set up for sunrise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking spend the day there and then fucking overnight and then hike out the next day. Okay. I can get there at midnight, park the car on the fucking, like the, the parking spot near the trailhead, you know, I, and it was a tiny, it's a tiny little trailhead. There's like maybe two cars space for parking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Park car on trailhead. I get out, get my pack out of the side. I go to the trunk, open the trunk, getting the rest of my gear out of the trunk. And literally I hear a fucking wolf howl in the distance. And I thought, but it was on the other side of the road. Yeah. yeah. To where it was like, okay, I'm going the other direction. All right. That's neat and then i heard another one toward where i was going and another one in in the the third direct and yeah. it was that triangulation and i was like nope nope <laughs> nope nope closed the truck got back in my car and drove okay see the, the difference being okay yes the wolves are a lot bigger however yeah. i'm already out in the woods. Right, right, right. On the trail, <laughs> walking, and I'm going, fuck, fuck. this shit. And it's like, <laughs> I come out to the other side of this trail. I've got one of two options. I'm either walking into the swamp, where I'm going right towards one of them. Right. Or I turn around, have to go between the other two, the other two. <laughs> and then I come into a wide open field for about 200 yards before I hit civilization. Right, yeah. Uh... One of two things <laughs> is going to happen, and they both kind of suck right now. <laughs> and I got to piss. <laughs> And I'm like, shit, um, this fucking sucks. I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, I fuck, I pulled my gun out. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, if one of you charges that, and I'm, I'm talking to them like they right. can hear me. I'm like, I swear to God, you fuckers, one of you charges at me, you're getting fucking dropped. You may fucking take me out, but I'm taking at least one of you with me. Figured, hey, if I make enough noise, they'll leave me alone. Right, right, right. So I'm like, you know, I'm nah, at this point, I'm not even trying to be quiet. I'm banging shit around the woods. I'm stopping my feet. I get to the trail cam i'm like boom 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 slip fucking thing's done and i'm out i fucking i put that thing back on the freaking tree i literally turned around put the flashlight up looked around didn't see any eyeballs and fucking hauled ass out oh see, i that, think i got back to the house about half an hour for my freaking heart to calm down it was like i do not want to have to do that this again is that was me of all my old old school fucking hiking days because i used to hike everywhere like i used to hike a shit ton I remember I went up hiking, uh, it was dead of winter, it was a hike, and I was hiking uh, along this creek that, you know, it was a tiny little creek and frozen over, but it made like a natural pathway through the woods, you mm -hmm. know? Um, I, and parked, I was an hour into this hike, and I'm hiking, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to hike another two hours, you know, have lunch, and then hike back. I'm an hour into this hike, and as I'm hiking, you know, and, and there's this thing where it's like, like, for people that haven't done it, it sounds weird. But you who have done it, where it's like, you almost develop this intuitive natural rhythm to the terrain, mm -hmm. to where you're not staring at the ground. Yeah. You're looking around at trees and fucking this noise and that noise, and you just 
intuitively know to step over this rock right here. Yeah, like, and especially if it's an area you've been in. You don't a even lot. really see that rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just it, it's a, a weird like sensory effect. Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm just hiking along, enjoying the environment, looking around, and uh, having a great time. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I happen to look down, and I notice, and I turn around and look back, I am hiking through, and there's fresh snow everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm hiking through bear tracks that, when I look behind me, are headed back along the riverbank. So I've been hiking through these bear tracks for probably the last 15 minutes. <laughs> and I freeze. I literally, like, foot in the air, taking a step, and I just stop. Like, coming behind it? Very, like, 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 tracks are facing going the other direction? Facing or going, going with the you? other direction. Okay. And I'm like, I either passed it and didn't realize, and even if I haven't, I've got to go back that way to get out of here because I'm miles away from civilization and that's where my car is. And I'm just like, uh... What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> Shit. Because it's like, what the... I, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, like, you've got like a million scenarios going through your right? head. None of them end well for you. And I don't need, like, like, this is not like... It's fresh snow. That is the... Those and my footprints are the only footprints in the yeah. area. They're, so, like, you know it's recent. It's not like, it's, like two days ago. Right, yeah. No, this was that morning. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, um, fuck. Yeah. And, um, shit. And, um, and I don't carry a gun with me or anything. Yeah. I, I'm just like, um... All right, all right. Try to remember everything I remember about fucking like nature in the area and everything else. And I know there's black bears in the area, but we yep. don't have brown bears in that area. So I'm like, all right, is it black bears the ones that don't like loud noises, and brown bears are the ones that you want to be quiet, or which? And, and then my brain starts <laughs> jumping to the like the whole like, is it red before black or red after black? Which one is like? You know what I mean? Is that, that that whole like? I'm like. All right. I mean, is there a saying for bears like you know, black and yellow kill a fellow or something? Right. I mean, like, <laughs> and my brain's like, just like just racing a mile a minute, like it's the old school Rolodex just spinning, <laughs> right? And, and I'm nope. just like wrong card. And, <laughs> and at a certain point, my I, I I realize I'm like, none of this matters. I need to get back to my car. What whichever whatever it is, I have to go that way. So I either didn't walk past it, in which case it's not an issue, or I did, and me not noticing it is how I'm going to get back. Yeah. So I literally walked back following my footprints. <laughs> like, like there was one set of footprints up that creek that stopped. <laughs> did you put your boots on backwards so you wouldn't notice where you were going I, if I had thought of it I probably would have well, maybe it looks at my feet I think I'm still going that way I, would look, look, like I said the same thing with the wolves same thing with the coyotes there is a level of primal illogical oh holy shit that hits you Yep. and it, it like is not until our... like half an hour later that your brain engages again and you go oh yeah I can actually 
reason and logic my way through problems. Yeah. <laughs> Duh, I feel stupid now. I should have just done this. Right. Like, Block. No, but that, that, that happens a half an hour after you're out yeah. of the environment because in that moment, that does not exist. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. shit. I mean, I've had them literally, I mean, from me to you away. I've had a coyote run across the trail mm-hmm. right in front of me as I'm walking through the woods. Yeah. And the worst thing is, like, I, I heard the noise, and I looked, and I thought it was a deer. Mm. So, I've got my bow. I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, it's not quite light enough for me to really see what's coming up the trail yet. But if it gets to, you know, XYZ tree, right, I can clearly see out to that area. Right. So from there in, I've got a clear shot. Mm. And I'm looking further in the distance, like towards where the trail is, thinking that's where the deers are going to come down, right? right? So I got my bow in my hand. I'm getting ready, like, okay, if it comes out, even if it is, you know, kind of at a trot, I got time to draw back and, and aim. Well, I'm sitting, because like I said, I haven't even made it to my stand yet, so I'm still walking on the trail. And I figure, well, let me move around the other side of this bush so there's less, you know, they'll be able to see right, like when I go to draw. Off. Yeah. And right as I go to, like, sidestep off the trail to go behind the bush, all of a sudden, like, hauling ass out of nowhere comes this freaking coyote. Like I said, from me to you away. So we're looking at, like, four feet from, oh, wow. my, from where I am. Like, I was never even there. He just fucking came out of nowhere, hauled See, ass right in front of me, and took off. me the fuck out. Not because of the coyote, because I would wonder what's chasing it. That's what yeah. would freak me yeah. out. Yeah. Well, no, at that point, then it was like, okay, I'm just going to sit right here behind this bush, and maybe it won't see me. <laughs> and if it does see me, then I'll shoot it with the bow. <laughs> and uh, so I, I did. I, I literally, I, 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 there was a log on the ground. I sat right there for about half an hour. And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, it's bright as daylight now. Nothing else has come through here for the past half an hour. Mm. I should be good to go. So I get up and I slowly start making my way towards, you know, where my tree stand is. And sure enough, I get right up to like, you know, XYZ fucking tree. I look down the freaking trail. There's two does staring at me. <laughs> like, motherfucker, if I would have waited five more minutes, they would have been right in front of me. But no, now that they're running off because I spooked them. Right, yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> You know, and I mean, I've, I've sat there unpacking stuff, whatever. I had a ground blind set up uh, uh, in one spot and, and basically where it was is like the, the, the trail comes down and it forks, you know, left and right. And then there's another trail that goes in front. So it kind of makes like a triangle. Okay. It, oh, I literally had the ground blind set up in the fucking triangle. Gotcha. So you look out any of the windows and you're looking down the trail for any of these right. locations. Nice. So I'm sitting there and as right as I got out of the ground blind getting ready to leave at like i want to say it was like 11 o'clock so we had to be somewhere at noon mm. and it's like you know a five minute walk across the street right so i'm like all right no big deal plenty of time i can be quiet do what i gotta do i set my bag down i set my bow down i'm zipping the freaking thing closed nice and quiet being you know gentle and i hear like footprints running now my neighbors got dogs mm. the dogs know me right they come running right up to me i'm thinking it's one of the dogs Right. So I'm like, I'm just going to like sit here and pretend I'm not here because wearing my camel clothes, he has literally like, I'm sitting there talking to him and he's looking around like, where is he? Where is he? I can't see him. <laughs> like, I don't know if his dog is half blind, right. but it's funny as hell. 
because once I take the mask off, then all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh there you are. Right. Where'd you come from? Right, and it's like, yeah. dude, I've been standing here the whole time. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there. And like I said, I'm, I'm hunkered down. I hear him coming up from behind me. I don't know whether it was a dog or a coyote. Mm. Because as I'm sitting there slightly off to one side, literally, okay, your, your leg is like the corner of the ground blind. Right. I'm like here. The trail comes this way. Well, whatever the hell it was came up and over my shoulder because the fur brushed the side of my face. Holy shit. And it was gone, like, on the other side of the freaking ground blind. By the time <laughs> I even stood up, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was gone. So, like I said, I don't know if it was another dog. We have, I mean, shit ton of fucking dogs around here. Right. And, you know, farmers got dogs, neighbors got dogs, I got dogs, and whatever. Yeah. But it was like, whatever it was, and it was like Loki's type of fur. So I'm thinking it was probably a coyote on the on the move or something. It was Wendigo. It might have been Chupacabra (laughs) coming up my ass. You know, he just wanted to give me a little kiss. You know what the fuck? But uh, listen, I'm thinking it was a coyote based off of the fur, but I could it could have been a shepherd. Who the hell knows? But um, like I said, it just like it came flying from up behind me. It's like 11 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, you know, morning. Wow. And. Up over my shoulder, like, but as I said, I was kind of like my shoulder and left arm, like profile wise, was like on the trail or over the trail area. Everything right. else was off the side. Right. And I'm hunkered down in that position. It probably just looked like, oh, there's a rock there now. Fruit, jump over it. <laughs> not even thinking, oh, that's a person. You know. Look, not for nothing. I've done the same fucking thing where I was I would go hiking everywhere well and i also go driving everywhere to get to these weird hiking trails that fucking people hadn't used in forever and no one's heard of and that kind of thing yeah i'm out fucking 3 a.m in the morning on some back road fucking gorgeous road looked like no one had ever driven it since they fucking paved it like it was a fucking middle fucking bfe nowhere it was between two major highways like it was a cut across in the back country like yeah. type thing you know at 3 a.m., I had the radio cranked, windows down, and I'm enjoying the drive. You know, going 60. And there's trees on either side of the fucking road. And one of the trees steps out into the road until three seconds later with my brain going, What the fuck am I even seeing? Trees can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> until I realized this was a full buck. This was like a full, I I I don't know the whole rack point system yeah. thing, but it looked like a, tr- that's what my brain defaulted to. Yep. It had so many antler Antlers. points yep. that it looked like a tree. I've, yeah. And it literally stepped out into the road, turned his head to me and the antlers turned with it. And I just went, oh, shit, and cranked the brake. <laughs> My little fucking, because I was driving a little tiny hatchback, like a two-door hatchback. Cra- like, the car slid sideways. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, now what? You know what I mean? Because I'm, like, sideways in the middle of this back road with this fucking deer that's twice the size of my car staring at my vehicle that could probably break my car. Like, (laughs) and I'm like, all right, now what? And he's just like, like, does that snort thing? Three doe go bouncing across the road, and he just kind of strolls across. And I'm just like, all right, I'm not moving. (laughs) It's just like one of those like 
I'm in your territory. Yeah, and, and if I go, um, there's a fucking car in here. What the fuck is right? this? Yeah, it's very much like that. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you ain't from around here, boy. Right? <laughs> oh, I've got so many. Like, this is this is making my brain whirl. I've got. It's reminding me. Like, I've got so many weird, like, camping and hiking stories. Yeah. Like. There's a time I almost burned to death from a bunny. <laughs> so I was out I was out camping. I had a campfire. And like you know, we had like logs that were back away from the campfire. And we're sitting there and the campfire would start to die down and you'd put another log on. Mm-hmm. Well I put another log on, but I was trying to tend the fire and get the wood adjusted and whatnot. So I had slid forward off the log. Um, still on my feet, but like on my haunches where I was crouched. Yeah. Okay. And I heard that distinct telltale crack of a footfall behind me in the brush line, which was right behind the log. Yeah. We're in the middle of BFE nowhere. (laughs) I don't know if this is a coyote. I don't know if this is a deer. I don't know if this is a bear. I don't know what it is. All I hear is that one twig crack. Yeah. And my fucking, like, spidey senses yeah, yeah. on the back of your head starts standing up, and I'm on my haunches, facing a fire, looking over my shoulder, realizing I've got three half-second moves before I can get off of all my weight off of the flat of my feet. Yeah. And I'm, like, I don't have very many options of where to go, right? And I'm just like, what was that? As I slowly (laughs) turn my head, you know what I mean? And I'm standing there, like, waiting to, okay, can I shift my weight? How do I want to manage this? You know what I mean? And I'm doing that, and I see a blur of fur (laughs) jump toward me past the log. Which, of course, I lost my shit, <laughs> screamed like a girl, and dove through the fire <laughs> because that was easier kinetically yeah. to go through the fire than to try to turn around sideways and at an angle <laughs> because all I saw was fur. Yeah. Little bunny rabbit had jumped over the log. <laughs> I put my legs out from the fire that had caught my fucking legs. The two people that were with me were laughing their asses off. They're like, and the whole rest of the night, that's all I heard is, is the bunny's going to get you? Are you okay? Do you need us to protect you from the bunnies? Like, oh my God. I'm just like, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think the the close, like you were talking about the, uh, the, you know, like you have that like innate sense where just like you, you, you know, the terrain, like you're not even looking, you're just walking. Right. I think that the, I guess you could say like the closest call I had is I'm sitting there walking and I mean, my, 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 my one set of, you know, hunting boots or whatever, they they come up to like just below my knees. Like they're like muck boots or like, you know, they're, they're not. You, know, you got snake proof. Boots. They're not like snake proof, but huh? You got hooker boots. Yeah, yeah, knee high hooker boots. Yep, <laughs> with big luggy soles and you know everything, or, you know green. Hey, um, you know whatever makes you money. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, so I'm walking, and I'm like looking across the field, going past a couple of bushes, whatever. I got my like you know my foot in the air, and I go to like step down, and I just like kind of stopped, and I happen to look down like where I was going to step. 
That's a fucking copperhead. And it's like nice. some, something just, you know, not that I saw a movement, because he was like coiled up sleeping right yeah. in the middle of the fucking trail. Yeah. Right? And it's not that I saw movement or anything else, but like something just told me like, don't step there. Right. And like, I look down and I'm like, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I grab a stick. I push him off to the side where the case is. Right. Literally, like, didn't even coil up. Didn't they just like, yeah. oh, whatever, like, man. Well, I'm sleeping, man. Leave me Fuck alone. Fuck you. <laughs> Fine, I'll go over here. He moved, like, maybe, like, four feet and fucking coiled back up and went back to sleep. Mm. So, I'm like, all right, fine. So, I, you know, continue walking through the woods, whatever the case is. And, but, like I said, like, that, like, sense you're talking about, like, you yeah. know, like, I was like, I, I don't know what told me to, you know, don't step here yeah. and look down. Because, I'm like I said, I'm watching, you know, the thing was like a might have been like a turkey or something like that like out in the field whatever the case is mm-hmm. and i'm watching them, i'm like huh what the fuck you know and i'm like yeah. just watching and also i'm like like you know, your brain clicks and says you know don't step now right so you look at like why what am i gonna step on oh and i look down and i'm like <laughs> oh shit you know and it wasn't like you know a, a, a baby that was like you know a foot long i mean this right. thing was like you know two and a half three feet long right 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 it's like yeah it, that would have been bad. Would have been enough for you. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have had big enough fangs to get through those boots. You yeah. Because like I said, they're not snake rated. They're just, you know, maybe right. like quarter of an inch thick. Yeah. You know, the part that covers the leg. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you would have struck yeah. it like my calf area, yeah, I would have gotten bit by a copperhead. <laughs> yeah, sure enough. And that's, that's what I mean is like there's so many things like that in everyday human experience that are common and we understand not only this happens but is something that is a shared experience in other words i can talk about it you get what i mean you can talk about it i get what i mean or i get what you mean (laughs) and it's like they're they're experiences we can share they're common experiences but there is no way to rationally talk about it that sounds anything close to not sounding batshit crazy you know what i mean but i mean we are so it's okay well (laughs) (laughs) you get what i'm saying is where it sounds wonky as fuck if you've never experienced that but so many people have and it's such a common experience that it's like okay we're going to allow this to sound weird because we don't need to get into the technicalities yeah. of it. <laughs> I don't give a shit if it sounds weird because we get it. So, right. Like, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's so many fucking goofball shit like that. Like, so. like there was one time I was fucking... Uh, there, there was this trail back home, and I tried to tackle this trail like seven times, eight times, something like that. And it was a brutal hike. Okay. It was a six and a half mile trail that ended in a place called Devil's Hole. Okay. Okay. So I decided it would be not only a cool trip, but a great place to see if there was actually, without sounding too woo-woo, anything remotely of a fucking, like, gateway portal there and if not a great place to make one all right this is how my brain works yeah so i'm well if there's not there's gonna be when i'm done (laughs) (laughs) so my brain's hiking in with not only hiking gear but all sorts of fucking magical fucking accoutrement and fucking shit like that all sorts of woo-woo stuff right like and fucking so the problem is is that 
it's on what we would call whipbacks. Mm-hmm. So it's out of the, the six and a half miles, I'd say about a half mile cumulative total is flat land. Everything else is either 45 degree up or 45 degree down. Yeah. Okay. You got a little patch at the top of the hill, a little patch at the bottom of the hill, a little patch at the top of the next hill. Like it's just back uh, over and over and over again, hill after hill after hill after hill. It's all 45 degrees at best shale. Oof. All right. So like crushed shale or like actual like like full on like you know sheet. Oh, God. So, everything's slippy, everything's slidey, everything's sharp as razors. 45 degrees. Nice. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a great time in the no summer. No one's fucking traveled this road in fucking ages. It's overgrown as fuck. And according to the sign at the trailhead, the last half mile is inaccessible to horses. Huh. Okay. To which I'm going, What? How, how bad is it if how, it's inaccessible right, to Right, like, okay. I'm fucked. Right? <laughs> so I tried to, to go to the end of this, to, to take on this, this trail. First attempt and got about maybe a quarter of the way there and ran out of the halfway point of water. Because, like, when you hike, you gauge by half water. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have two gallons, when you drink a gallon, you turn back. Yeah. Because I drank this much to get here, I'm going to drink that much to get out, or I could keep going and die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know. Well, and that's the thing, too. Also, hiking in an area like that versus hiking here. Right. It's, it's not the same, because here, yeah, there's probably more sticks and branches and rocks and mud and shit that you're going to come across versus sun baking down on you all fucking day. Right. You know what I mean? So then there, there's a difference. Well, it is, it's weird because it was very, it was very taxing because you'd get to the top of the hill and ever like, it was right between the boundary zone of different flora zones. So you huh. get to the top of the hill and there'd be scrub brush and little thorn bushes and sunbake. You'd go down to the bottom and it was lush and green with creeks and fucking full, full like uh, uh, furs. Huh. But the furs wouldn't crest the top of the hill because it would hit that other boundary. Like, yeah. It was fucking such a weird place. Like, it was... Interesting. But it was, it was, it was gorgeous. But holy fucking shit. Okay. So, like, tried to tackle this, got about halfway water and a quarter away in and was like, well, fuck this shit. Like, okay, I need to regroup. Like, yeah, I need to reevaluate my water. (laughs) I tried to take this thing like seven, eight times and I finally ended up doing it on the last attempt, but it was just like, it kept kicking my ass. Yeah. I'd get a little further and a little further each time. It just kept, there was one time. Where I got a late start, but I thought I had enough time. I got to the top of, like, the sixth hill in, and I'm at the top of this thing, and I'm like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, from scrambling up the shale and sliding down the shale on the other side and everything else. I'm at the top of this thing, and I'm exhausted. And I'm like, fuck it. I don't care if I have to camp the night here. I'm okay with that. I'll just hike out in the morning. I'm done. I'm sitting down 
I open up my pack and grab and eating a sandwich that I had planned to eat when I get there. Type, yeah. you know what I mean. I'm sitting there and it's fading light because I got the light started and taking way longer to even fucking make any progress. Yeah, because I'm like, I used to go on the longest day of the year on a 14 mile hike and do it in 12 hours. Mm. Okay, I'm like. Six and a half mile hike. That's gonna be nothing. I'll be able to knock. No, yeah. wow. this thing was a nightmare. <laughs> so I'm at the top of this hill. It's fading light. I'm like, okay, I gotta stop here. You know, I'm sitting there eating my sandwich, and all of a sudden, this rock starts moving. And it's only about the size of my fist, but I see out of the corner of my eyes. I'm like focused on my sandwich because this is like <laughs> this food tastes so amazing right now. You know. <laughs> And I see this rock start moving. Just like, I don't know, not even half a foot. And I'm like, what the fuck did I even see? And I like start looking around the ground and yeah. I see it move about three inches to the left. And I'm like, what the, the fuck, fuck is in am my I sandwich, man? Right? Like, am I hallucinating? What's in my... And I look at it real... Like, I get up, like, I don't know, maybe three feet from it. And I'm looking at it. It's not a rock. It's a fucking tarantula the size of my fist. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, not staying here. I don't care how tired I am. We are walking back. <laughs> <laughs> this trail kicked my ass so many goddamn times. So how was the walk back in the dark? Oh, after seeing a tarantula. <laughs> right? Not that time, but another time, as I'm walking back in the dark, my flashlight died. Oh, no. My backup flashlight died. <laughs> That's not the worst part. The worst part is, is because Arizona has a really bad bark beetle infestation. Okay. okay. I haven't been home in like six years, so I have no idea whether it's still in a... Um, ongoing thing you know but it used to be really bad okay and so because of that they have a lot of wildfires and a lot of uh de natural deforestation okay one of the things they do toward conservation effort yeah. is they have reservoirs that are that they build natural reservoirs in the middle of these wilderness areas okay and this hike went past one of them okay one of the attempts where I was trying to make it got at half, like, okay, I've made it to the four hour mark, but I'm out of water again. Fuck. Yeah. Like, how much water do I need to carry on this trip? Like, <laughs> at this point, I need one of those fucking mechanical mules just to carry water. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Like, but I can't do anything about it. I've got to, you know, you commit to that that uh that rule yeah because that's what saves your life you know like i don't care how close i might be or what justification because yeah, even, even if you back. finish your water when you get there you have no water for the return trip right yeah so it's like i don't care how close i might be i have to go back at this point so i'm going back i'm hiking out and my uh my flashlight dies my backup flashlight dies so i'm like fuck it's not a full moon. There's barely any light. Oh, man. I can see about two feet in front of me. <laughs> That's the extent I can see. 
I can see about two feet in front of me based on the reflections of the jagged, razor-sharp edges of the shale. <laughs> All right. Good times. Good times, right? Except there is a reservoir on the side of this trail, and I've already passed it. So I've got to go back past that reservoir. Yeah. In the dark. The trail goes down one hill to the side of the reservoir, curls around on almost like a C shape around the fucking side of the reservoir, and up the other side of the hill. <laughs> so you the reservoir down, sits You walked straight into the reservoir, didn't you? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Worse. Worse. Worse? Okay. Making my way down the hill. Try not to break my legs. As I'm starting on that C shape around the reservoir, I can't see the reservoir. It's that dark. Okay. Okay. And all of a sudden, I hear splashing. Large animals splashing out of the water. Okay. You can't see what they are. Yeah. And I have a stick with me. <laughs> I don't know if it's a bear. I don't know if it's a deer. I mean, fuck, I was telling you the tree walked out in front of my car. Yeah. A deer will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if it's wolves. I don't know if it's chupacabra. I don't... I, I can see two feet Multiple in front of me. Multiple chupacabras. Right, like, I can see two feet in front of me, and up ahead, there's splashing and noise from... The, and I'm just like, hey, are it, they going away from me? Are they coming towards me? I can't it, tell. It's canyon. It's, yeah, it's the bottom of a valley. Like it's echoing. Like I'm just like you, motherfuckers. Really, this is how I die. <laughs> this, this is how I go. Middle of the night with two burnt out flashlights. Yep. And still haven't beaten this trail. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goddamn. So how much did you celebrate when you actually got the end? Well, there, there's one more story I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. The time I almost, in attempting to take this trail, suffocated to death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm attempting to take this trail. I made it about five hours in. The problem is, about hour three, I hit the top of one of these hills... And I'm looking over the horizon. It was one of the higher hills. I'm looking over and I can see the entire fucking layout of the fucking area. And I'll look back off to where my car would be. And I see a small dark black cloud. Like plume of smoke rising from betwixt <laughs> the trees. To which I'm like, well, I'm three hours away from it. There's not a damn thing I can do <laughs> nope. if that is my car. And I really hope that's not my car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go with it. So I keep hiking. I get about five hours in, hit that water wall again. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Like, I mean, each time I'm taking like almost twice as much water. Wow. Like, it's, like, it's ridiculous. Knowing what I know now, a good deal of it is just because of the amount of strain and exertion that managing the shale took yeah you know but i mean i was i was going in there with six to eight gallons of water holy shit and burning through it and i'm just like what the ever loving fuck like this is insane 
you know, I had to hour five. I'm like, fucking God damn it. I'm losing daylight. I'm running out of water. Like, <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> Fuck you, trail. Fine. <laughs> fine. I'll get you one day. It's attempt number, like, whatever, you know, five or whatever. Like, fine. fine. I'll go back to my burned up car now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but one day I'm coming back here. Like, <laughs> so I'm hiking back. I hit the top of the hill. It, it, it wasn't like all at once. It was progressively worse and worse. Mm-hmm. To where I'd hit the top of the hill and, or, or I'd, I'd be down in the valley hill and it'd just be smoke inundating everything to where it was getting hard to see. It, it at, at first it was like fog, like that kind of like hard to okay. see, you know, things 15, 20 meters out were hazy and whatnot yeah. and you could smell it in the air, but it would just get thicker and thicker and thicker you'd hit the top of the hill and you can see down these fucking channels rivers of fall of smoke okay where, i mean you could see the currents in the smoke swirling and moving oh wow like rivers of smoke so i'm like pseudo waterboarding myself with a fucking bandana where you take a bandana, you soak it, you put it over your mouth and nose just so you don't have the smoke inhalation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've got to go down this shale fucking, you know, death yeah. slide through this shit down into the into river, the, that smoke. And I go through that, get up to the next fucking hill all the way back. It was like that. And I'm just like, what the, f-? like, it was surreal. I'm just like, what the fuck was going on? I get back into my car. Back in the day when I'd fucking hike, I always had a big, heavy leather duster. You know? Because mm-hmm. fucking out there, you don't know whether it's going to be snow, whether it's going to be fucking, you know, furs and deep forest, or whether it's going to be bristles and brambles. So it's just kind of like a wear-all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it covers all your bases. Not not ideal hiking gear, but it's a good all-around, you know, covers yeah. everything. I get back to my car. It's just oozing smoke out of my coat. Oh. Like, like it, it's almost like one of those, like, Hollywood movies where the bad guy walks out of the fucking, like, you know, the, the evil place and there's just, like, the smoke pouring off of him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it was very... I go... You know, it was like 10 miles down the road to the nearest, like, tiny little podunk town with the one Denny's in town. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking two in the morning. I walk into the Denny's. I open the fucking front door. The waitress is like, hi, can I? Or, oh. <laughs> There's still, like, 10 miles down the road. There's still smoke pouring out of my coat. Like, I'm still coughing up, like, fucking, like, puffs of smoke coming out. Like, fucking. She's, and she's like, uh, uh, coffee? And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be at the table in a minute. Like, so I go to the bathroom and clean myself up as best as I can. Like, go back to the table. I'm like, so. I just had a really fucked up hiking trip. Do you have any idea what the fuck is going on with all this smoke? Turns out they were doing controlled burns smoking out the forest to try to suffocate the bark beetles. And I'm like, you fuckers, I was in there! (laughs) 
Now, mind Never you, mind looking that there's a car parked at the end of the right. trail. No, no, mind you, the same same as like that conservation mindset. Like you check websites, you check the fucking the 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 trailhead places, things like that, see if there's any restrictions, any like warnings, announcements, any announcements. Anything, yeah. any, no, nothing. And I'm just like, you dirty motherfuckers. You're trying to kill bark beetles and I'm fucking in the goddamn forest. Like, <sighs> That's it. I'm going to call you beetle from now on. <laughs> when I finally goddamn made it, the reason the last half mile is inaccessible to horses, Yeah. The last half mile is vertical. Oh. You literally come up to the edge of a cliff and it's a sheer cliff face. And follow it like a zigzag that's been cut into the side of the fucking cliff face down oh, to the creek. Oh, okay. And the 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 actual quote unquote devil's hole is this depression island in the middle of this creek. Okay. Yeah. So it was gorgeous and like such like like you said such a goddamn sense of accomplishment of like nice. I, I it, way too much information I ain't even gonna lie though I totally jerked off in the middle of that <laughs> that fucking like depression I was just like yeah yeah this is awesome <laughs> I mean I earned it <laughs> right it was just like yep ain't nobody else around this is going here <laughs> oh and on that note, me jerking off in the middle of a creek in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, you want to hear the rest of whatever story you may have? Is that your happy ending for the episode? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> High five. Oh, yeah. Oh, so no, it's still sticky. <laughs> So if you want to hear the rest of the nightmares, um, the unedited version, including the the body the horrible dirty joke, would be on the Patreon site, and uh, yeah, we'll see whatever else happens there. And for the rest, of y'all, uh, have a good night. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. <laughs>